Good afternoon, friends. Welcome to the Patrick Lally Show on a grand and glorious day in the best little city in America, where it is a little dreary in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, but that doesn't take away from its grand and gloriousness. Not at all. Not at all. We're going to spend exactly one hour, okay, a little less than one hour, engaging in some energetic and entertaining conversation here on uh, a lot of politics. We're just going to talk about politics for an hour, essentially. Local, state politics, that kind of thing. Maybe a little bit of national. We'll see. Maybe some music. And we talk about music today, too. Uber producer Dan Peters is in the studio with us today on this. Uh, we are shortened up by an hour. We're going to go up till 4 o'clock uh, because of high school football coming on KSOO, Information K- <laughs> Information 1000 KSOO. The Roosevelt Rough Riders against the Aberdeen Central Golden Eagles. Oh, that should be a, a cakewalk for the Rough Riders, right? Yes. <laughs> yes, you are correct, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Someday we should do the whole show as as uh, uh, Carson and Carson McMahon. In McMahon, yep. That's that's weird, wild stuff. I did not know that. Hmm. Hmm. Huh. How about that? Huh. <laughs> wild stuff. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we could do that. We'd have to work on that a little bit. Yeah, I think we'd have, we'd to, have to script it. Yeah, that might take too much work. Yeah, let's not do that. We'll just do what we've been doing, which is talking about stuff, which is fine. That's it's talk radio. That's what we're going to keep doing. Thanks for spending a little bit of time with us today on your radio, Information 1000 KSOO. Streamed live on KSO.com or on the KSO mobile app. And we are on Twitter, at P. Lally Show, where I just posted. I don't even think Dan knows this. I just posted. What did you do? Video. Video. Of uh, the great and powerful Dan Peters at uh, Read for the Record Day at Pettigrew uh, uh, Elementary School. I have already gotten some plaudits for doing that. Aww. Betsy Rice said, oh, that's just so sweet, Dan. That was so good. That is nice. And if you go and, and you can see Dan, which is, you know, new for a lot of you people, uh, but also uh, hear him read. What was the book again? It was Maybe Something Beautiful. Maybe something beautiful. And I watched it, and you sounded fantastic, as usual. You know, they actually, the, the mic that they used on the iPad for recording that for the mm-hmm. Facebook Live deal, mm-hmm. that actually was a pretty high-capacity high microphone. That's, that's some, some good stuff. Yeah, I, you sounded great, uh, as usual. The golden pipes ringing out uh, for the kiddos. They were into it. Yeah, the kid, they were, it was K01 at... Uh, at RF Pettigrew. K, K what? Yeah, so it's kindergarten ah. zero 01. So, so it was the K01 class. So, so I probably got, have K02, K03, K04, and all that stuff. You got the little kids. Yep. Uh, but they were asking questions right from the get-go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's And that's the thing. And and they even had, and this is a nationwide effort. Mm-hmm. The It's called Read for the Record. Mm-hmm. And they want to have a Guinness World Record of people reading this same book all throughout, not just Sioux Falls, but throughout the nation. Yeah, and they set the record for reading the book on the same day. Even I, I talked to Chad, and he said Chad was going to do it later today, too. He was really? going to talk to some kindergartners, yeah. Boy, they did rope in the uh, celebs, didn't they? That they did. If they got Mackenzie out there, out of his nap, afternoon nap, that's pretty good. You know what? He's he's a hearty man. <laughs> he he's been is. doing the morning thing a long time, so I think he's got the stamina to make it done. He's a war horse. That for sure. I think it's like 
he's been doing morning radio almost uninterrupted since for 30 years. Yeah, at least. He was on uh, a a different station with Harley Worth It when I was a wee lad still. Not that wee, but fairly wee. Somewhere between wee and not wee. And punctum. Punctum. Yeah, so that's cool that Chad's out doing that. So, Dan, way to go, buddy. Thanks for doing that. I appreciate that. No problem. It's on our Twitter feed at P. Lally Show. Go, Go watch that right now. Hey, uh, uh, I just heard this news. I knew there was a press conference. Rocco Bardelli? 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 What? Bud? Baldelli. Baldelli. I remember him as a player. Is this, is this, I, I don't know. Is that good? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Well, at least uh, they're not going to have an open seat. Yeah. And, you know, and have someone in spirit walking out to the mound and saying, okay, you're out of the game. And, you know, for some magical reason, no, no one's out there, but the pitcher is leaving the field. We, uh, it's. So, yeah, I suppose it's time to just take a whole, make a wholesale change, right? It's it's a new regime in in the general managing position. You know, you had the poll ads in charge, mm-hmm. and you had whoa, Andy McPhail, mm-hmm. you know, for for a while, and and you know a few others along the way, and and they've always kind of done the in house mm-hmm. Minnesota Twins way, but the the two guys that they have kind of in that those positions now. They they say this is the guy we want. So Rocco Baldelli is going to be the guy. So now we can go. Rocco is going to the mound, right? That kind of thing. You're gonna get killed, Rocco. <laughs> He'll kill you. <laughs> Rocco's gonna make a change. I like that. We can yeah, do that. See, so that's that's uh, who was it? Old uh, Pauly. No, no, not no, Polly. No, Polly was, was the other guy. Was uh, Meredith? Uh, Meredith, yeah, Griffin. Yeah, that, uh, what was his name? The actor. Oh, uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, he was Rocky's. Uh, he was Rocky's. Uh, the, the cut man or the, uh, the yeah, trainer. The trainer. There you go. Um, we are going to have a show for you today, uh, and it's going to be more than than Dan reading. Although we should just play that on the air. Just no. Oh yes. Um, and then, uh, uh, but we're going to talk about some other stuff. Uh, as I said, we've got high school football coming on about 3.55, so we're just going to talk about the news. And uh, I'll have a P&L statement after the break. We're going to continue our discussion of polling. The, the next phase in the Argus Leader, Kello Land, Jello Land. I said Kello. I mean Jello Land uh, 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 poll came out today. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. It's in the House race. Uh, and contrast that with the, the governor's results and then talk about what that means for the Trumpster. I got, I got some thoughts on that. So you're going to want to stick with us. And then uh, um, we're going to talk about Trump, I think, later in the show. So, All right. Burgess Meredith. Burgess that's Mer- the name of the character. and uh, That's uh, the name of the actor. Mickey. Mickey. It was Mickey. This guy's going to kill your rock inside two rounds. Something like that. I'm sure I'm messing up the line. That's close enough. All right. Thanks. Stay with us. This is the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. Three eighteen on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO, and it's PNL statement time, in which we look at the news and find things that are of interest, whether that's uh, you know, making us happy, sad, indifferent, just stuff that piques our interest. And today, that is uh, the continuation of the polling in the statewide political races in your midterm elections, which are coming up on November six which is less than two weeks away, two weeks away. And uh, early voting, of course, open now. You can uh, go to, I think, 
pretty much any county courthouse in the state of South Dakota and early vote. I think that's how that works. That's the way it is here in Minnehaha County. Minnehaha. Anyway, the latest version, if you were here with us yesterday, you'll remember we talked about the uh, 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 poll. It's the it's the Argus Leader and uh, Kelloland News, to give them proper credit because they paid for it. That's, that's only fair. You know, you got to give credit where credit is due. And uh, they spend the big money on these things and uh, to get some polling, right? And yesterday we found out that uh, uh, Christy Nome and uh, Billy Sutton tied. Tied straight down the middle. Tied. 45-45. Today it was the house race. This just came out. And uh, you can go read the full story by Dana Ferguson at uh, ArgusLeader.com. I'm sure there's one up on, on uh, Jello Land too, but I, I have not read theirs. So this has Dusty Johnson. Gird your loins, people. Here come the results. Dusty Johnson has a 23-point lead over Tim Bjorkman, both of whom are going to be here next week. Clearly a critical point in the campaign is their appearance in the final days on the Patrick Lally show. Uh, But the poll says uh, Dusty comes in at a cool 54%. And 31 for Tim Bjorkman. Dusty, of course, the Republican. Mr. Bjorkman, the Democrat. Uh, that is a wide, wide margin. There are two uh, independent candidates. Independent Ron Rojorak, who's been on the show. And uh, Libertarian George Hendrickson. Those, uh, those folks, uh, they got 2% for Ron and 1% for George. 12% undecided, which is a little high, it seems. But... That's not great news if you're the Democrat in the race. Mr. Bjorkman uh, doesn't mean he's going to lose, but it means they've got a long way to go. And he says in this story by Dana that uh, that's double what their internal polling shows. So that would say their internal polling has him only about uh, 11 and a half points down. <laughs> um, you know, that, that's not good. Uh, it's, uh, what's interesting about this is that in the case of Dusty, you see that his uh, he has independence. He has done very well with the independence. Okay, um, they sixty nine percent of no, that's wrong. That's wrong. That's not what I'm looking at. Anyway, he got the majority of the uh, independence, and uh, here you go. Forty seven percent of those polled said they'd back Dusty. Thirty-four percent for Tim, uh, so not a majority, but a good number. Uh, he's doing, uh, you know, slightly less well with independents than he is overall, and of course, a huge number of the Republicans. What's interesting about this is their favorable, uh, unfavorable ratings. Forty-four um, percent favorable for Dusty, twenty-eight percent favorable for Tim Bjorkman. They both have low unfavorables, fifteen and ten. Uh, neutral, thirty-five and thirty-nine. Don't recognize this is this is where it gets bad for Mr. Bjorkman. And this is the issue when you're a new candidate like this, never been involved in politics. He was a judge, you know, but he was a civil servant and nobody knows who you are. Twenty three percent of those surveyed in this poll, 500 plus or minus four percent, 23 percent said they don't recognize Tim Bjorkman. That's troublesome. If you're Tim Bjorkman and the problem is he didn't have any money. So if you got to start from scratch, 
you have to spend more money than your opponent because Dusty Dusty is a, a well-known dude. Dusty Johnson, of course, was chief of staff to the governor. He was a PUC commissioner. Uh, he was a legislator, very young legislator. Uh, he's been in the public eye. Only 6% of the people say they don't recognize Dusty Johnson's name. Right there is the problem if you're the Democrat in this race is could just name recognition alone. It's not that people don't like Tim Bjorkman. It's that they don't know who he is. And that's that's tough. That's a very difficult thing to overcome. And it, it, it is a it is a symptom of getting into politics at a very late stage um, and and trying to run a, a statewide uh, race when you've done when you haven't done things that people know you for. And that's not his fault. He's been a judge. He's been a public servant. But that's the hurdle. And to get over that hurdle, you have to do something. You either have to make a lot of news, you have to spend a lot of money, or you have to spend a lot of time. And that's that's a huge commitment. And overcoming, and you know, it would be different if, if Dusty Johnson didn't have high favorables and high name recognition. Um, but to take that, to change that, you got to spend a lot of money. And Tim Bjorkman just doesn't have that. So that's not good news if you're Democrats. And what's interesting about it is how it does contrast with the governor's race, right? Because all these, both of these seats are open seats. So uh, in one sense, everybody's starting from scratch because even though people know who Christy Nome is, this is a different job, right? Different issues, different levels of, of, of trust, really. Can, can, she's in Washington. Can I hired her for that job? Do I want to hire her for this job? Uh, Billy Sutton. Uh, you know, we don't, has he ever had, uh, he's never had a statewide job. He's had a state, do we want to hire him? And so, but they're open seats. Dusty Johnson, he's, he's had statewide, but it's PUC. Nobody cares about PUC. All right. It's not really something people get worked up about public utilities commission. Um, and Mr. Bjorkman, obviously as well. So everybody's running for an open seat. So you get this di- different dynamics, right? And that's explains part of the difference part of the difference between being tied in one race and having a 23 point margin in the other name recognition is a big deal, but you know, go compare that to t- compare the Democrats here, right? You've got, you've got, uh, uh, Tim Bjorkman and Billy Sutton. You know, nobody knows, nobody knows who Billy Sutton is or did before this campaign, but it's a little higher. You know, he, he, he was, he's gotten more spotlight in the election. Um, and has been, uh, had more money to spend. He's had more ads. Um, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that race, uh, again here in a minute. Um, but I think this, when you're looking at Congress, uh, it's, it's, it's looks like a very, very steep hill for Democrats. Uh, you could, you could definitely say that this one is over, uh, you know, you hate to, you know, you know, you don't take, I don't want to say that elections are over before election day, right? That defeats the purpose of election day. But barring some sort of major revelation or huge misstep or infusion of cash uh, to, to combat that, it's not, it's not looking good for Mr. Bjorkman. So I think four years ago, that was when the Republicans just hammered the Democrats in all the races. And that's where it was, you know, 25, 30-point mm-hmm. margin mm-hmm. of victory for, I believe it was, was it Thune? 
Uh, or, no, it was rounds. Rounds. Susan rounds. And uh, uh, the governor's race. Susan Wismer. Susan Wismer got crushed by Denny Dugard. Um, and, you know, that was probably the Democratic low point. Susan Wismer, lovely human being, terrible candidate. I'm just going to say that. She just was not a good statewide political candidate. Fine human being, smart woman, very accomplished, all those things. Terrible candidate for governor and got crushed. Um, it's that's the nature. I mean, he was an incumbent. That's a little bit different. But, you know, this this does not bode well for Democrats. They needed a, they need somebody they need to develop these candidates. You know, if you're going to run for Congress, people got to know who you are. And that's that's a huge problem. Huge problem. We're going to talk, but that's the bottom line on the PL, such as it is. Uh, uh, throw me an email, Patrick at KSO.com. You can see it differently. I'm going to compare the two more directly and talk about what I think is really at play here in the next segment. So you're going to want to stay with us. Uber producer Dan Peters is up with the news and weather here in a minute, and we'll be back in a moment. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Three forty, three thirty-five on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO, and you are listening to the Working Poor, which is the latest artistic incarnation of Rich Show, and a lot of really great musicians in this band uh, playing kind of a gypsy-infused Celtic crazy. It's great music, I'll tell you that. Uh, but they're playing tonight at uh, Club David. Early show, 7 to 10 tonight. Come on down. I'm going to be down there because I love the working poor. Because, as we all know, I'm the rich show fanboy. And uh, But there's a lot of really great musicians in there. A couple couple of members of, uh, of Violet and uh, people who have been at Rich's side a lot. Uh, Mark Romanowski and Lance Bear. But also... Uh, 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 Josh Rick is on the mandolin, who's a fantastic musician. And Luthier... Uh, AJ from uh, the, the 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 JAS Quintet. Uh, it's just a, it's a great band. A banjo. I don't know what banjo player's name is, but he's fantastic. Anyway, go see him. They'll be downtown tonight at uh, Club David, seven to ten, and I'll be hanging out. So if you see me, come and say howdy. There is a debate tonight too. There's another gubernatorial debate, uh, the SDPB debate, and uh, I'll probably have to watch that one in replay, but I'm going to catch it. I'll, it's on the. It's being broadcast on. The radio tomorrow too on your your public broadcasting stations, uh, but I don't know what time. But it's on TV at seven. Uh, this is the s- a second. There isn't. There's one more. There's like a forum at the Rotary Club that's being televised. I think by uh, KSFY through one of their CW or whatever. yeah, the CW, one of their sub channels. I can't remember when that one is, but it's coming up. It's soon. It might be Monday. Can't remember. Consult your local listings for that one. Um, I want to talk more about this poll, okay? So the Argus Leader Jello Land poll that we've been talking about. Um, because the differences here, the, the comparison is stark, right? You've got the governor's race where you've got Christy Noem and, and Billy Sutton tied. You've got the house race where you've got Dusty Johnson and Tim Bjorkman. Dusty's got a 23-point lead. 
right? So how do you explain that, right? It's, it's not, it, it, obviously, it's not just uh, 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 Republican loyalists in the state. That's, that's your first impression, right? Oh, they're different people. They're voting for different people. And people are independently minded. And in fact, when you dig down into it, you see that the big difference is that uh, Billy Sutton is capturing more independence than Christy Noem. And as we know, independence in the state of South Dakota, big deal because uh, Republicans electorate, uh, the Republicans are for like 47% of the electorate. Democrats are like 25, 26% of the electorate, maybe 27, I'm sorry, 27%. Independents are somewhere around 23. So obviously independents, big chunk of the electorate. And Billy Sutton was getting more than Christy Noem. In the House race, Dusty Johnson is capturing more of the independents than Tim Bjorkman. So that's, that's a factor. That's, but why? Why is that? Right? And I talked about this yesterday, and I think my theory still holds true. We're going to find out tomorrow. All right? We're going to find out tomorrow because the, the third day of the poll, I think it's tomorrow, the uh, 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 Donald Trump uh, job approval ratings come out in South Dakota. And you'll remember that uh, the president captured 60% of the vote in the presidential election in South Dakota, you know, overwhelming margin over Hillary Clinton. So when you look at those numbers, you think right away, oh, people like the president here, and they did. But what, but do they still like the president? Because a couple of things have happened. One, he's just not a very nice fella. And that's an issue. And I'll talk about that in a second. Two, uh, the farm economy, people are very, very nervous about the farm economy and the tariffs, uh, the new NAFTA, um, the sometimes apparent disregard for agriculture. And we all know how big of a deal agriculture is in South Dakota for all of us, right? For all the entire economy and tourism and small manufacturing and that kind of thing. But agriculture is a big one. And in fact, the tariffs are affecting manufacturing and they are affecting uh, different sectors of the economy that do matter to us here in South Dakota. So is this the Trump factor? And I think it is. And why is there a difference here between Dusty Johnson and Christy Noem? Well, obviously, Christy Noem much more attached to the president than Dusty Johnson. In fact, Christy Noem has consistently defended the president even on, I mean, he, she has not defended him on tariffs and on the farm policies, but she has not been vociferous. She has been diplomatic in her disagreements with the president. Dusty Johnson, on the other hand, has not been faced with that problem. One, he's not in Congress, and that's where that battle is really fought. He has had the luxury of not having to uh, hook his star to the president. And now that it's a bit of a rock, it's taking Christy Noem down to a certain degree and not affecting Dusty. That's a theory. That's one theory. That's my theory. That's what I'm sticking with right now. Do you mind if we talk about the, the change, or our, our, we'll call it buyer's remorse, for, for lack of a better term? I think people had an idea that Trump was not a very nice man well, yeah, at the they outset. Knew that. They knew that. So I think that's kind of baked into the cake, where I think people are having trouble in South Dakota is that with the farm policies, they thought Trump was going to be 
a better agriculture person than than what Hillary would be. And I he, he has not been he has not delivered. And no. that's where I think people are seeing you know, that's not what I thought he was. And that's what they're, you know, they're, that's rubbing off on Noam. Yeah, I think so. And she has not stood up for the farmer, right? She, I mean, she says some of the right things. It's not that she's anti-agriculture, all right? That's, that's not it at all. But she has not been vociferous in her defense and her support uh, uh, and, and, and dislike of the tariffs. Too much, well, we got to see how this works out. And it's, Mike Rounds, same thing. John Thune, a little bit better, I think. I mean, he has his his uh, criticisms of the policies are a little more pointed. The other thing that's that that we're talking about here is likability. Right. And one of the things that's interesting about the, the poll in terms of the governor versus house. Is that Christy Noem's favorables, she's 44 percent favorable. Billy Sutton's 50. All right. So that's pretty close. Her unfavorable is 35%. So uh, if you compare that to Dusty's unfavorables, you know, he's his is 15, right? His favorable is 44, same as, same as Christy Gnomes. But the, again, there's the independent part of it, right? She's losing independence. She's got this high unfavorable. If you cross-tab all that, and this is dangerous, all right? This is very dangerous speculation in one sense because you're talking about a, uh, uh, you're talking about a 500 sample poll. When you start subsetting it, those margins of errors go way up. But we're just going to connect dots here because that's what we do. So if I was connecting these dots and I'm looking at it, I'm saying that independents really don't like Christy Noem because here's the other thing we know. Independents really don't like Donald Trump. And I think that that is reflective here. And for whatever reason, you know, whether it's whether it's deserve it or not, she's getting lumped in with the Washington crowd, with 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 the dysfunction and and that that independent dislike of Donald Trump and those and his techniques and tactics and tenor and tone. And that's something she can that doesn't mean she's going to lose, you know. Republicans still have a hundred, just about a hundred thousand vote uh, registra- registration advantage in South Dakota. That, that's a lot. The degree to which the Sutton campaign can get independents to come to the polls—that's really in question uh, because that requires a good ground game. I don't know if they got that. So we're going to watch this play out. The last couple of weeks, uh, you know, you can disagree with me. I'm going to talk a little bit more about politics. When we come back in the moments we have left before Roosevelt Aberdeen Central comes up at uh, we'll, we'll get out of here about 355 and and uh, Jerry P. It is our man, Jerry P. Yes, it is. We'll be have the play by play of Roosevelt Rough Riders versus the Aberdeen Central Screaming Eagles. Golden right. Eagles. Golden Eagles. Something like that. We'll be right back. This is the Patrick Lally show. Uh, you know what? I want to play just a little bit more of this. Here, we'll go out with Dance with the Devil, the working poor, and we'll be right back with more on the Patrick Riley Show. Information on Thousand KSLR. Three forty-nine on the Patrick Riley Show. Information one thousand KSOO, and that's more working poor for you. They're playing tonight down at Club David. I'll be there seven to ten. 
come and hang out. And it's a good group. I enjoy them quite a bit. And it's uh, all local. You'll enjoy it. Uh, I wanted to talk just a little bit about Trump for a second because this is driving me nuts. In la- we have a couple minutes here. It, today, so yesterday, he was very uh, uh, strong in his condemnation of these pipe bombs and everything else uh, that have been sent to various Democratic figures and, and CNN. And today, he's completely turned it around and is basically blaming the media saying that the anger we see in America today is because of the mainstream media has nothing to do with him, okay? And all I'm reminded of is uh, the ladder of accountability, all right? Which is just a, it's just this simple sort of guide that gives you, you know, characteristics. And everything he does lives below the line of accountability. Blaming other people, pointing the figure, not my problem. Above the line is just do it, take care of it, accepting reality. He just can't live above the line of accountability. And that's that's got to change. We're going to be going to high school football here in just a moment with Jerry P. out at Howard Wood Field with the Roosevelt Rough Riders. Versus the Aberdeen Central Golden, Golden Eagles. Eagles. Golden Eagles, not the Screaming Eagles. Those are different people. Uh, we got a show tomorrow, full show tomorrow. Can't for the life of me remember who's on. <laughs> That's a problem, isn't it? It's not on my sheet. I forgot to put it on my sheet. I know uh, I know the Boon Man will be here, so there's that. It'll be fun. It's the happy hour edition. We'll have a good time. So stay with us. See you tomorrow at 3. Have fun listening to the football game with Jerry P. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO.